If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello and welcome to the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough, uh, the weekly gaming news show. We've got a absolutely packed show for you today, which is all about the Microsoft versus FTC legal duel that's happening this week in federal court in the US. There is so much to talk through. Uh, I'm just going to rattle through uh, what we've got. We've got a whole list of stuff, including the fact that Microsoft bought for Bethesda because PlayStation tried to make Starfield PlayStation exclusive. What? Uh, Microsoft also thinks that Project Q will be under $300. The next Xbox is expected in 2028. Uh, Phil Spencer will do whatever it takes to keep COD on PlayStation. Yeah, right. Uh, Elder Scrolls 6 is five plus years away. They can spend Sony out of business. There's just so much to talk about, uh, but we'll be getting deep into that after we have rolled the credits. <laughs> Are you prepared to go public with your KD online or? No. Everyone thinks he or she is the best football expert on the planet. You see it in the back page of the mirror, you know, deal agreed. I think the most important thing is just to have fun. What? Three tests. No, what button is it? I'm well. Hello. Oh! We're ready to come for the W, yeah? Ooh, 12. Ooh, here we go. If you can master second man press, you will defend 10 times better. Today, I'm going to be reviewing the PSVR 2 headset. Hello and welcome to everyone to this Mirror Game Walkthrough podcast. We've got a really packed show and joining me to discuss everything, the fallout from this, do you get it? Because Bethesda... Um, from uh, everything this week uh, is Matt Aldous and Aaron. Uh, how are you doing both? You all right? I'm just glad my camera's working. <laughs> green light. We've got a green light, Matt. It's uh, great to see you. Great to see your face. Yeah, and I'm I'm all good as well. A couple of weeks off the pod. Been here, there and everywhere, it feels like so. But it's good to be back to sink our teeth into this juicy, juicy topic that keeps giving. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Great to have you back uh, to talk about this. And uh, I'm glad you had a good time out in LA for Mirror Gaming as well, looking at loads of previews of games and stuff. And uh, you'll, you can see all that on the Mirror Gaming YouTube channel. And first of all, as well, thank you to everyone who's tuning in to the Mirror Game walkthrough this afternoon. It's going to be a packed topic. And for people that don't know, Microsoft are in federal court this week defending their proposed $68.7 billion billion dollar acquisition of Activision Blizzard, uh, the publisher who makes Call of Duty, Overwatch, uh, etc., following legal action by the FTC uh, in the US. Uh, so basically the FTC don't want it to go through and Microsoft are having to present loads of evidence to show that it, it should go through. But there's a lot of stuff that's come out in the wash. There's so much to talk about, but we'll start with the fact that and Aaron, you mentioned this off uh, off camera as well, but Microsoft are having to give away all these internal emails as part of the evidence. And one of the emails that's come out is uh, an Xbox exec, Mac Matt Booty, talking to Microsoft uh, CFO Tim Stewart, in which Matt Booty, I've got the email here. I'm looking at the email. How mad is that? Um, 
And I will read it as it is. Uh, this is Matt Booty to Tim Stewart. A different view to the general view, view might be that we, Microsoft, are in a very unique position to be able to go spend Sony out of business. If we think that video game content matters in 10 years, we might look back and say, totally would have been worth it to lose 2 or $3 billion in 2020 to avoid a situation where Tencent, Google, Amazon, or even Sony have become the Disney of games and own most of the valuable content. Uh, it goes on to talk about what they can do and talk about Google um, and how it's hard to convince people like Mixer or xCloud um, yeah, Mixer, uh, uh, <laughs> blasting the, blast the past there. Um, but yeah, what do we make of that firstly? The fact that Sony, that Microsoft have, have openly said in emails internally that, I mean, we could just spend Sony out of business. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no secret. Like, I, as much as Microsoft kind of wants it to be, that Microsoft and by de facto Xbox are in a very unique position that it doesn't primarily, well, I doubt it makes much money from games at all these days. So, like, but for other arms of the business, the higher ups at Microsoft, um, Bill Gates and what have you, they clearly see value in the future of gaming to the extent that they're prepared to incur losses in the short term if it means that they're able to dominate in the gaming space. Um, like as Matt Booty puts it in that internal uh email for the next 10 years, I just think it's very it's a bit it's not sportsmanship like. Is is the best way I could put it. Like it's not in the spirit of like my instant reaction, and obviously everybody's. I've got this reputation as being like a Sony pony or whatever, because you know I like the way PlayStation tends to do things, especially when it comes to like acquisitions and exclusive content. But I'm just kind of like I'm I'm reading all this and I'm and I'm seeing this come in and I'm just like, what gives you the right? It's like when someone you're playing Monopoly to use an analogy, you're playing Monopoly, and Microsoft just takes as much of the money as it wants to buy up all of the, all of the in this case developers on the board. Like it hasn't got reached that position fairly because it's outside income that's allowing it to do so. And then the last point, just specifically on this email, because everybody knows this is the intention. Everybody knows that Xbox would love it if Sony wasn't, you know, making PlayStation content. But it's this sort of Phil, Sp- Phil Spencer and co speaking out of both sides of their mouth, telling gamers one thing like, oh, we just want to be everywhere. We want to make all, all gamers can play together. And then it's hardly surprising to see Matt Booty say, we could just spend PlayStation out of business. We got the money. Let's go to daddy Microsoft. Daddy Microsoft, can I have fifty p to spend PlayStation out <laughs> business? Oh, thank you. That's the best, that's the only way I can put it. That's what's happening. It's ridiculous. Matt, what do you make yeah. of that email? I mean, I think the thing that I would say to what Aaron's just saying is, how many times have play? Do you think play? Do you do we? Are we sitting here thinking PlayStation have never had those conversations too? Like, like I think like there's been loads of examples of PlayStation making games ex- exclusive to PlayStation, like and you know buying out developers to make those games exclusive and all sorts but like it's it's still it's still like a look under the hood like it it, and it's it's kind of i mean i just think it's juicy it's like juicy gossip like and and i've i've never really thought about like the sort of business company aspect from those sorts of conversations and what we're seeing coming out is just more and more of of that those sorts of conversations like taking place and i i agree with aaron it's it's not sportsmanship like at all um it's 
I, I do I think it's underhanded like I wouldn't like to do that if I owned a company but then I don't own a company and and I don't know what the parameters of competition are like like I don't know how shady they're actually being or to me this feels like this is probably the done thing with across multiple industries like you've got one company and two companies competing against each other and they're both thinking how can we get the other one out of business but i do think it's quite like quite a shocking thing to sort of say you know we we we're like seriously thinking about how we can get them out of business like that's i think that's the aspect that's like it's it's one thing to want a company to be out of business so that you can sort of hold the monopoly on on that on all of those things but but it's a a completely different thing to say like to sort of implicate or imply that you're actually having conversations around how we would do it and i think that's kind of it feels like mo- like there's going to be a movie about it in the next five oh, years yeah. oh 100 percent. i mean I- i'm so with you matt i think just watching and listening to all the all this stuff come out it's just f- it's fascinating i just can't get enough of it i'm just lapping it up i just want who's next on the stand like who what's going to come out next it's it's so good um imagine uh, if it was live streamed like the depth oh, versus heard case I know. was I would be, yeah, yeah. I, I mean i'd book a week off work I'd, Guys, I'd just, it'd be on now it'd be we'd be watching it now forget the podcast we'd be watching it now live we'd be reacting to it live i think it'd be amazing uh i just want to get back onto that email because there's there is something right at the bottom that i wanted to discuss as well uh matt says to to tim sony is really the only other player who could compete with game pass and we have a two-year and 10 million subs lead so even even back then in 2019 when the email was sent we're looking at four years ago now Xbox, you, uh, Aaron, you've been like banging on the Xbox Game Pass drum for for forever now. Um, uh, that just proves it, doesn't it? That they're just thinking about who can compete with Game Pass, and then that'll be their sort of thing moving forward. And um, it's interesting that Sony, I, I know they've got PS Plus and stuff, but they they haven't really sort of competed with Xbox in that way, and maybe the way that Microsoft expected they would. Yeah, and like I, I again, it's gonna be. I'm gonna sound a bit like a broken record, but I applaud PlayStation for not buying into Xbox's game. Like Xbox has tried forcing Nintendo and PlayStation into this subscription market, cloud-based service market, and to a certain extent, I'd say they're like half successful because it did lead PlayStation to reboot PS Plus. I think it was earlier, earlier this year, wasn't it? or end of last year. And um, Nintendo, with their whole Nintendo Switch Online, have managed to resist it uh, for the time being. So to a certain extent, it's kind of worked from a PR perspective in terms of gaining them favor for with 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 players. Like, look what, what we can offer you for this small price compared to what the other guys... But that's only because they haven't had the first-party exclusives to back it up. Like, you know, there's nothing on Game Pass that has come out in the last three years, ironically, since this email... Uh, came out with the exception of maybe Forza Horizon 5 I would argue and Halo Infinite a push that makes Xbox Game Pass a must subscribe from a first party uh, perspective anyway that's why they're constantly having to make deals with like indie games and uh, indie game makers Um, so yeah that was that's clearly their their plan and it has been since 2019 I'm trying to work out what month exactly this was sent in December as far as I can tell yeah Game Pass launched in April so mm. I think I do think it's interesting that like Game Pass, even back then they only had like um, you know, what was it, eight months of success to gain 
a good standing with Xbox Game Pass, and already they were like banking, they were yeah. fully committed to it. But obviously, back then they weren't expecting to hit a subs plateau as early as they did, which is the sort of stuff we've been hearing this year. And I don't want to jump ahead too much, but Jim Ryan goes on to address when he was at he was giving his deposition about his concerns over Game Pass, because um, this would have been before. Or it would have been before around the same time that Phil Spencer was saying, oh, publishers and developers, they actually love Game Pass because when people download a game on Game Pass, it means they buy it. I'm like, in what world is that the case where, oh, I can play this game for free right now, ostensibly for free. But I tell you what, here's my money anyway. You know, yeah. I play a lot of games. I'm sure all of us here do. And it's and really, it's only there are very few instances where I think I think of something like Rocket League, where I got that free for PlayStation Plus, and I put in literally like tens of hours, tens of hundreds of hours, to the point where I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna give them some money. Like, and I imagine yeah. even then, that's a stretch for most players. So yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very telling. But Game Pass it, is, you know. And a year before the launch of the the Series X as well, um, mm. in 2020, released in December, December 2020, I think, wasn't it? Um, it's it's funny to see them name check Google as well, because I think yeah. this would have been, Stadia was around by this point, but it was, yeah, yeah I don't know, I think it was still up in the air. So Yeah, absolutely. Those days and just on, on the subject that we were just speaking about in terms of Microsoft openly saying about spending Sony out of business, uh, then the next thing that I wanted to discuss was the fact that Phil Spencer admitted that the reason that they bought Bethesda <laughs> was because PlayStation were going to take so we're going to take uh, Starfield as a PlayStation exclusive. So essentially, he was like, "All right, we'll just buy him then." Uh, I've got the I've got the quote here, which is. Uh, Spencer said, ZeniMax is a great example. When we acquired ZeniMax, one of the impetus for that was that Sony had done a deal with Deathloop and Ghostwire and pay a and Ghostwire, and pay effectively Bethesda to not ship those games on Xbox. It was then necessary to secure ownership of ZeniMax and Starfield to keep up its rate of new games on Xbox. Uh, he said, we can't be in a position as a third-place console where we fall further behind on our content ownership. So it, essentially, we know now that he bought Bethesda, well, Xbox bought Bethesda because Starfield was... A, a, was close to escaping them and they'd already seen Deathloop and Ghostwire go on to PlayStation 5 exclusively and were like that is not happening again and they they did it um so that is i would argue that was part of the strategy that we talked about before that that is that seems to be part of the the thing that Matt and Tim were talking about in that email that seems to have been following that discussion okay let's just buy bethesda let's stop make let's stop bethesda making playstation games let's just take it off their hands and then we can just put it all onto xbox and that's what's happened with redfall and uh starfield uh which is coming out in september yeah it's it's, it's mad isn't it because i mean there's two halves of me like here like like i was talking about earlier i kind of half think that it's really underhanded and kind of wrong to be able to even do that but then like i said playstation have done that a bunch of times like like trying to make playstation exclusives and stuff so it feels like if it was a battle to to if they were trying to make starfield exclusive to playstation which you know of course why wouldn't you try and make it exclusive to your company um it feels like they just won that like they just won that battle um but they, the way they had to win it is kind of rather than make a deal and make a better deal, um, uh, like they they just they just went straight in for the for the for the kill and and just bought the company. But it's it's just it's just 
there's probably that i don't know how much of an element there is of, of of games developers sort of thinking playstation first still when they're thinking about games and releasing games so i wonder a lot if like you know even if they tried to make a deal that they wouldn't be able to because they're already thinking uh we we we're going to give it to playstation because it's just you know for whatever reason that is the favored company um so it's like i'm kind of on the fence about whether i think it's like really bad or or actually fair play to them for actually winning it um and and just sort of going well if you're going to do that playstation watch this like and it, and it kind of does but with all this other stuff going on around around it it kind of makes it feel a little bit more dirty it's not just a straight bid for for like a game to be exclusive on on your on your console there's like there's all this other stuff going around um as well that just that just adds this layer of sort of shadiness to it to to me like and i i i don't know but but they they won the game and i guess they're allowed to do that it that like i say the thing that shocks me is that you're allowed to do that there's no regulation in place to say no you just have to bid and make a deal and offer the best deal and you know get it that way but rather than just buy out because that that suddenly starts feeling like somebody's trying to monopolize something and that's never really a good thing um in my in my view well that's why they're in court in the first in the first exactly yeah uh, they didn't buy, they didn't mind Bethesda being bought, but then as soon as the Activision gets bought for, I think the sixty eight point seven billion billion That's doesn't help. <laughs> like, sure, how, yeah. how much? <laughs> how much yeah. are you spending? Um, but Aaron, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, yeah, I, I agree with what you said. The reason why we're even talking about this, like almost two years after it happened, is because of, the, of Bobby Kotick's and the share and the board's greed. Essentially, like it's, it's, they could only come to. A figure that was ridiculous and you know 60 almost pushing 70 billion but i just want to pick up on something that, that matt sort of brought up because yes playstation do make exclusivity deals with publishers and we're seeing that right now we're right in the middle of it in terms of final fantasy 16 sales numbers for that came out today it released not even a week yet i don't think and it sold like 3 million copies which is a lot for a game that's platform exclusive um and xbox has done this before for xbox 360 they secured rise of the tomb raider and uh, I would argue that in that instance, it was a bit more underhanded to use Matt's term because that the previous game in that series was multi-platform. So they were actively taking it away. Like Tomb Raider was on PlayStation, then it wasn't because Xbox threw its money around. And um, I just think like, yeah, they can do this. They can take the Monopoly money I, you know, from behind to you carry on that with analogy. But all this is because... And the reason they call themselves, they're like, oh, woe is me. We're third place competition and we simply couldn't allow us to fall behind any further. The reason you're falling behind any further is because you refuse to put out good games in a timely manner, which is what people buy consoles for. This is a mess of your own making and they're trying to buy their way back into being competitive. And we as players are going to end up suffering in the long term as a result, both in terms of I'm, I own a PlayStation and now I can't play this game on PlayStation. And... Xbox Game Pass is suddenly so expensive because they've priced out every everyone else in terms of the subscription market. So I, I've got I've got a lot of trouble trying to build up any form of sympathy for Xbox, which is basically the entire play in the FTC court case. It's like, look, we're we're losing. We're actually not that bad. It's like, well, if you're losing, you're not that bad. Again, to go back to that point, what gives you the right to try and, you know, you, there are no. Why do you get a shortcut? 
Matt, Matt said that PlayStation could have done this as well. The, the difference is, is that they can't. They don't have 69 billion just on the site to throw at anybody they like. And, um, you know, PlayStation, Sony, for the longest time, I don't know what the case is now, like the gaming arm was the only arm that made money. And I think that's very telling. Whereas the, it's the complete inverse on the Microsoft side. The gaming side, the Xbox division, makes very little money and it still doesn't make very little money. Whereas PlayStation is, the, is one of the main, you know, money makers in terms of Sony. And they've got that way there, in my opinion, for the most part, fairly. And this whole thing about, Deathloop and Ghostwire went to PlayStation because they secured exclusivity deals. Again, to go back to my initial point of it's a mess of Microsoft's own making. I put when this initial uh, quote came out that Xbox bought Bethesda because Starfield was at risk of becoming PlayStation exclusive. That's at the point where you as Xbox need to take a look at yourself and see and think, right, why is this happening? What have we done to the extent that publishers don't feel comfortable putting games on our platform? And the simple answer is, is that they screwed people over and players over on the Xbox One generation, despite having a very heavy lead during the, the generation before Xbox 360, which they bungled as soon as they revealed the Xbox One, to the point that they're not they're they're trailing behind that they don't want to announce the amount of Xbox One units sold now they don't want to announce the amount of Xbox Series X units sold. So if I'm Todd Howard at Bethesda, I'm looking at okay, PlayStation sold 10 million, Xbox has sold 3 million, and not only that, but PlayStation are, are offering us some money to sweeten the deal then surprise surprise Deathloop and ghostwire are going to go on playstation but x and if xbox didn't have that money purse then it wouldn't happen but if i was xbox i'd be saying right well why is our xbox only selling this much oh it's because we're not putting out games at a fast enough rate exclusive games from our own internal studios that makes a, that makes people want to buy an xbox over playstation whereas playstation's got spider-man playstation's got god of war playstation's got god ratchet and clank playstation's got demon souls it's got all these great first party games it always comes back to the games guys and this is what xbox says they understand except their left hand's doing one thing and the right hand's doing another thing because they're like, oh, we believe in great games. We're making great games. And I brought it up before, but had they not bought uh, Bethesda, we'd be looking at a very barren release calendar for Xbox Series X right now. So the fact that Xbox can stand there and say to the FTC, we're not going to make Call of Duty exclusive. We are the, sh you know, we're not going to, when literally, and it also came out this week that the Indiana Jones game was originally signed up to be multi-platform for PlayStation prior to the Bethesda thing. They're ripping games away, Redfall, Indiana Jones from PlayStation, who have built up that reputation fairly, and Xbox have just come in, and they're trying to spend their way back into competition. And yeah, I, the last point, because I know I've been going long on this, but particularly with the, the Starfield thing, I've been away for two weeks, guys. Apologies. So I've got a lot to say. Um, <laughs> it, it's the whole, I was in a room with Todd Howard, Matt Booty, Sarah Bond, and uh, Phil Spencer uh, after the Xbox showcase. And Todd Howard said, they've been doing this line in all of the Starfield marketing. We've had a great relationship with PlayStation in the past. Oblivion came to Xbox. The best version of Skyrim was on Xbox. Da, 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 da. And now I find it very interesting that Todd Howard's going, oh, we're so chummy with Xbox. We're so chummy with Xbox. Well, up until two years ago, there was a point where none of your games were apparently going to be on Xbox. So... At this point, it's just confirmed to me that regardless of what these business people say at the top, they're just telling you what you want to hear. Okay, rant over. Oh, sorry, guys. Amazing. It, it's it's so strange to me because Microsoft is a software company. 
They're a software. Yeah. Their, their whole yeah, business yeah. is software. So what, why aren't they focusing on software? I just, they I don't just... make TVs, do they? No. The Microsoft they're... phone's not a thing anymore. <laughs> no, it, the, their physical business is so small in comparison. To, like we said before, I think like the consoles are probably losing enough that like breaking even just about. But the, their whole thing is software. And like you said, Microsoft obviously all their money is in probably enterprise and business solutions and stuff, right? Selling Microsoft licenses and, and software. And But their their games division seems to be all around, like, they the, the software just isn't isn't coming like like what you said aaron it's just very 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 strange i've got a few comments before before you chime in matt uh just want to address uh jaddy incinerator is in the chat uh hiya thanks so much for for watching and connor's in the chat as well uh kyle is also in the chat hi kyle he says i agree with aaron with the lead game pass has had over ps plus they lack competition to include consistent and genuinely interesting titles so it seems they've gotten lazy yes yeah, a very good comment um connor's also saying aaron guinness world record for most words without a breath yeah i think we should have timed that actually <laughs> good that was a great uh great work aaron on that one um but yeah and jd as well uh i think xbox aren't interested in doing what the gamers want now if they find they want to find other ways to gain advantages over playstation and nintendo they know games will buy xboxes and play games on it what are they playing on them exactly <laughs> what? they can't sell what xboxes they're they're, no. they're trying to get out of making xboxes hence why yeah. they're forming relationships with samsung to have xbox game pass pre-installed they all they want to do is sell yeah. you subscriptions to game pass and if they could you know not sell xboxes to do that they would yeah I promise you. absolutely matt have you got any any comments on on aaron's uh monologue I just feel like I've just been told off. That's the... <laughs> I was not directed at you. you know. no, You're not Phil Spencer, no. don't worry. But like, it's it's like you know. I think like Aaron is w way more involved in the sort of like gaming world, and he's just been to LA, and he's got way more experience than I have, like with, with interacting with these companies any like on a daily basis. And it's quite interesting because I feel like I've just learned a lot, like you know, from from that perspective. I do think, I do think what you're saying is is right. Um, I guess like when PlayStation have built themselves up to be a front runner to, in the console space, how does a like you say you say like how like a, a competitor like Xbox needs to just release good games and that'll do it. But I don't know if I believe that. Like that's not how it works. Like they've got to a point now where they're where something like they PlayStation have to also do really badly over the next like release a bunch of really bad games over the next few years and and Xbox release a bunch of good ones for that to have any kind of shift. Like there's not like you can't just start putting out good games and hope that people come that's not how business works and and they wouldn't ever so from a business perspective what else would you expect them to do if if their goal is to take over and i think what jd says right that their, their main focus seems to be uh not doing what gamers want but their main focus seems to be getting a competitive advantage over their competitors rather than thinking being like game first so i completely agree with like the sentiment of what xbox are doing what with with what Aaron's saying and and I completely agree with like with pretty much everything you were saying I just say I just wonder like how does that actually work what else can they do if if yeah. they've got a goal there's not really really another another strategy that that's gonna work because 
the one you're suggesting will take decades. But it's not. Than... This is what I mean. Like they're trying to to play it as a shortcut. When when yeah. place okay. Which isn't fair. I do. I do. Strap in. Like strap say, in, Matt. Strap in, Matt. It's, it's, Hold it's, on. I just want to say fair. before, yeah, I just yeah, want on. you to know, so I don't feel like I'm getting told off again. Oh, no. I don't think it's fair. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's like, it does feel underhanded. It, I'm just, I'm just sort of say, saying no, I what I feel from like a business point of view, rather than like what gamers want. Because if it's from what gamers want, then they should absolutely just start focusing and investing a lot more into creating games that people want to play but how crazy is it that we're having a conversation now where xbox is potentially not doing what gamers want and they're in the gaming industry like how is that a, a, an effective battle plan like going forward like they, they think they're doing what gamers want and the worst part is is that gamers think that xbox are doing what gamers want through game pass because they're you know making it more affordable and there's a lot of tenants there but you said that it's a long road back for xbox to win and guess what it is and playstation They've, had, they've got the best-selling console of all time in the PlayStation 2. And coming out of the PlayStation 2 um, generation, they had that exec that said, PS3 is coming out now, and we think people will get a second job to buy a PS3. That's how on top we are. And guess what? Xbox came in with the 360. They had a great system. They invested in Xbox Live, which was an up-and-coming framework. Online gaming, at least in the console space, hadn't really taken off yet. And 360 was able to overtake PS3, and PS3 was not a success at the beginning but then what happened games like uncharted 2 started coming out Killzone, uh god of the god of war games continued as far people you know all the shadow of the colossus remake all these games great games for ps3 that eventually saw the ps3 generation overtake 360 and the same thing happened when xbox 360 came out at the tail end of that generation Matt, I can't remember who it was, whatever his name, but he basically said, oh, the Xbox One's coming out, and if you haven't got an internet connection, we've got a great console for you. It's called the Xbox 360. So they slapped, They got too pr proud. And I feel like, just to go off more of what Matt's saying, because it is a, I appreciate what you're saying, and I think there is some value to it. And it's a case of, they pro they do they need to make great games. That's it's I I keep saying it, guys. They need to make great games. It's not enough just to get third party games off. You need the exclusives. And I and I feel like if you were to talk to Phil Spencer, he'd say that's exactly what we're doing. We just bought Bethesda and we're trying to buy Activision so we can have those exclusive games. But the difference is there is that we all lose because games that were previously going to come out multi platform aren't no longer like. And I I feel the need to reiterate this again. I have a Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation. I can play all the games that come out, guys. I, I, I've not got really got a horse in this race as much as it seems like I have. Um, and the good news is for Xbox, and I feel like you're seeing this now, is they just had a really great Xbox game showcase. Avowed looks great. Clockwork Revolution looks great. All these games. They've got an exciting 2024 if they can actually get these games out the door. And by contrast, PlayStation are setting themselves up to fail, if you ask me, because their showcase was an absolute disaster, aside from Helldivers 2, which is a personal favorite of mine, because what single-player, cinematic, action-focused games, the games that have put them on top up until now, the God of Wars, the Horizons, did we see? None. Spider-Man 2 is the only game coming out from PlayStation first party this year of that type in October. And the only other first party games we saw... We know this because Jim Ryan said it. 60% of PlayStation funds going forward are being invested in live service games. Live service games like Fair Games, the Naughty Dog Factions multiplayer spinoff. And guess what? They're all going to fail because it's not what PlayStation want. Live service strategy is a very tricky game to play. 
And uh, you're seeing that now with Naughty Dog having to reboot internally factions after Bungie took a look at it and said that it wasn't good enough. So I feel like, just to conclude finally, what Matt's saying, PlayStation are setting themselves up to fail. I truly believe that in the next two to three years. They're not going to provide what gamers want. This is Xbox's time to shine. And yeah, they could turn the tide around if you ask me. I'm going to use bread as an analogy. Okay. So Matt, I'm so so this is this is how this is basically what's happening. Imagine I own I start a bread shop, a bakery, right? Everyone, all Nathan I make just is himself a bread maker. Right. So that's yeah. What, yeah. This is why I'm using. <laughs> right. That's where this has come from. <laughs> this always comes up in meetings, right? So so this is what I'm going to use as my analogy. I'm 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 Microsoft, and I'm just going to start about a bread company where i'm going to deliver bread to people right but i can't be bothered to make the bread myself i'm getting people call me and be like where's the bread where's the bread i'm like oh i need to make bread i know i'll just go to the bakery and just buy that bakery and get them to make them for me that'll be quicker instead of me instead of me investing in a bread maker instead of me investing in the ingredients instead of actually investing money and time in the long-term goal of making the breast the best bread for people i shouldn't have used that analogy very very dangerous it was always going to fail yeah instead of putting time and effort and thinking about the long-term strategy of i'm going to make the best bread for people in the long term i'm going to develop my craft i'm going to hone it i'm going to become the best bread maker in the world right instead of doing that i'm like you know what i can't be bothered to buy the bread maker i can't be bothered to buy the flour forget forget all the flour and the yeast whatever i'm just going to go and buy that bakery that are doing really well over there and they can make it for me that's what microsoft are doing with activision I'm, I'm, that's I'm, what they've I'm, done with bethesda that's what they've it, done with all the other all the other but not only that nathan they're buying that bread company and then they're Half the street are no longer going to be able to. Enjoy yeah, that half the bread. street have been cut off from the and, bread. And, and in your analogy, <laughs> it's, it's I really more... like your analogy because what is the value that Xbox is adding? Nothing. Can I just add to the analogy because it's it's not just that they're buying the 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 bakery; they're closing the bakery <laughs> down and just using the kitchen, like like that. Because so nobody else yep. can you like go to that bakery anymore. Like, yeah, I've locked it off. Yeah, yeah, Close, yeah. That makes yeah, sense, up. but but I think like my retort would be. And it's not really. A, it's but Microsoft could have could have invested in games development. I know, I know from they could have twenty I'm years not protecting ago. Protecting them in any way, shape, or form. But oh, but like time, it's like the annoying thing. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I I just it just seems like we're we're so and and rightly so by the way. Like we're, we're so like sort of head up about uh about like this happening in the gaming space, but it happens everywhere else. Did I mean I don't know if if going on the bakery thing I don't know if Greg's like started open by opening one branch <laughs> but but now do you think Greg's owns Greg's or do you think another company owns Greg's and it's a and it's a big chain? Like well, business it, is all about exit strategies and that's, you know that's all yeah it happens everywhere. But the difference with this with with this bit in particular is that normally I know you're talking about like investment groups, right? That buy businesses and, and just for the money and stuff. But this is a company that they're saying they make bread, but they only yeah. make bread through the companies they're bought to make bread. They don't actually make any bread and not themselves. Only that's that, the difference. They're unqualified, yes. in my opinion, to buy those bread companies because the bread companies they've started themselves have failed so far and they don't <laughs> yeah. produce good bread. Is there any <laughs> chance it? we can 
do the rest of the podcast only talking about bread. Bread. I, know, <laughs> I mean, Connor in the chat has said Nathan's analogy was pretty stale, in my opinion. Nice. <laughs> that is a nice. brilliant. But essentially, Matt, what, you're you're right. It, it, if you look at it now, from from like if you outside onlooker looking in, are they want to buy? They want to buy Activision because they, they want Call of Duty, right? They they want Overwatch. They want uh, oh, you know, they want the King games. They want. Uh, Candy Crush, right? They they want they want all that because oh they're trying they're trying to but but they've had literally decades to invest in their own studios and put the money in sixty eight point seven billion dollars. What they could have yeah, they could have invested half of that over the last ten years and actually invested in their own studios to make great games and they would be in a way better position than they are now and they'd be leading. They've got such an advantage monetary wise over over Sony and PlayStation. They could have blown them out of the water by now, but the reason they're not is because they haven't put the work in. They just want to take shortcuts every time. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Bethesda want to make Starfield exclusive to PlayStation. We'll just buy them then. Like, but, but, right? Let's go. Let, I, I, are we going to do that I, every time? Like, are, yeah, are exactly. Going to buy Square Enix eventually? Are they? Because they keep making Final Fantasy games. It's like it's it's, it's like they're hearing about okay. it at the final at moment. They might. Do. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they might too. Well, uh, to go back to the FTC specifically, there is that list of a hundred companies, and I believe Capcom and Sega were all Sega, IO Interactive. Yeah, yeah, they were literally like, and that shows me like how just sort of like stupid their mentality is where it's like what game should we put should we put put thought into the game companies we want to buy and work with potentially nah just slap them all on and we'll see which one yeah yeah get. yeah should we get warburton should we get should we get hovis yeah, yeah what, 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 that all that new wholemeal bread's coming out later this year i need some of that exclusively to our bakery absolutely uh sorry matt you were gonna say something before uh I think Aaron was in the middle. Oh, sorry, Aaron. I was just going to say, like, another side to this is that, like, you've got games that were announced prior to the Xbox acquisition, like Hellblade 2, that I'm 90% sure would have come out and released by now. Were they not purchased by Xbox as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is going on internally that these production pipelines are slowing down? I'm all for giving devs, like, as much time as they need. And, you know, but Mm -hmm. there comes a point where it's like, guys we got to get this out the door come on like and then you can move on to the next thing then that can come out in a timely way and yeah. honestly even with the bethesda stuff like we've it's already come out six years until elder scrolls 6 which you bet your ass excuse my french i don't know if that is on the line sorry youtube it's fine will be uh exclusive to xbox and, and they're dancing around the subject now mm, yeah i mean like you going a little bit back did that bread you... analogy help matt first of all <laughs> oh yeah, I I completely understood. Or an ice cream analogy, whoever's I do whoever that ice cream analogy. ban is. Uh, oh wait, <laughs> that's because I got my window open. <laughs> oh, can you can you get me a fab? <laughs> Anyone want a ninety nine fake? Um, you know they're two ninety nine now. They're two ninety nine. I had one the other day. Well, at least two ninety nine. Ninety nine in the price. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's not con- no consolation, is it? Really? Uh, no, not really. Um, but what like something something that I think like I would just point out and uh, and obviously this isn't this isn't like the case with every single game that playstation playstation will put out but and i don't know if this is even even like i'm talking from complete uh, i'm completely like ignorant to to how rights work and and stuff Mm. but i would assume like who owns the rights to spider-man for example sony well sony because yeah so they, they negotiated with Marvel, a... didn't they, for the so, Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, and so they have a relationship with with Marvel. So they and yeah. um, as well, but Sony are in the it, Sony are in the world of 
television characters and like being able to take those characters like and have access to the rights um and buy the rights so in a sense like buying the rights to a to a character it like and then making making a game from it is kind of the same as buying a company and then making a game but here's it's a little bit different with marvel sorry uh, uh, that particular case marvel no spider-man but they but only the only reason they want it now is because before they were like marvel as we know them now before marvel studios and all that they were not bothered about spider-man and and they were like we want to sell spider-man and that's where sony got their chance to get into it and now they've got marvel over a barrel because marvel wants spider-man back but sony have actually got them absolutely um pants down with that with the Spider-Man PlayStation exclusivity thing, because I agree it's like confusing like if you're just coming into it, like Spider-Man, yeah. why is that only on PlayStation? You know, da 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 da, da. The reason that PlayStation is, um, uh, that Spider-Man's only on PlayStation is because it's made by Insomniac, which is a first-party studio. So PlayStation would have agreed like, okay, Insomniac would have pitched to Sony, Marvel, whoever it is, here's our vision for a Spider-Man game. But the catch is because we're first-party, we don't make games uh, for other platforms. It has to be PlayStation only. That doesn't stop Microsoft from taking one of their first party studios and saying, we'd like to make X game. We'd like to make a Wolverine game. We'd like to make a Cyclops game. And I know this, I'm 90% sure this is the case because after the original Spider-Man came out, I can't remember what year it was, but um, a game called Ultimate Alliance 3 released exclusively for Nintendo Switch. And that was made by Team Ninja. But what characters in that game? Spider-Man. Spider-Man is on a Nintendo Switch console. And then we recently had Marvel's Midnight Suns towards the tail end of last year feature Spider-Man in it. It's out on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. It's not on Nintendo Switch, but, you know, Steam uh, as well. So I don't, it's not a case of like, it's basically what are you bringing to the table in the case of Bethesda with Starfield, Ghostwire Tokyo and all that? What are you bringing to the table? And Xbox isn't bringing very much to the table at the moment. Oh, oh we can put it on Game Pass. Does Game Pass make us money? No, you'd make yeah. more money if you sold it on PlayStation. Well, there's the problem. You know I, I, mean? I fall into that trap all the mm. time when I was watching the Star for Direct. Oh, at last, like, Xbox have got a first-party game. It's not. They bought Bethesda. It's not a true first-party game, is it? Because it's, yeah. it's it's a studio they bought. What is the the last huge first-party game, that genuinely first-party game, the Forza series, right? That's, yeah, yeah. That, that, that is... What else? Halo Infinite. And they struggled to get Halo that Infinite? What else? Couldn't tell you. That that is the difference. And then if you look at PlayStation, you could literally you, it would take you fifteen minutes to reel them off, and that's the difference. That mm. is, that is the difference in a nutshell mm. between the the philosophies of, of both companies. Um, I just Microsoft... wish I knew what was going on at, at like at companies like the Coalition, who have you know historically made Gears of War four, Gears of War five, yeah, yeah, games yeah, yeah, for yeah, the Xbox yeah, One, yeah. Uh, compulsion games. We finally know what they're working on now uh, yeah. through a cinematic trailer. We haven't really seen gameplay, but just like what what's happened, uh, Microsoft? Where are these first party games? Like I just, I don't know, man. I do not know because even yeah. play, yeah. I don't want to get into it. I know. Anything, and on mm. that note, the whole reason Microsoft are in federal court is because of their acquisition of uh, proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard, which would include obviously Call of Duty, Overwatch 2, the King, uh, King as well, who who is one of the biggest mobile games publishers in the world. Um, uh, I think Candy Crush games like that. Um, Phil Spencer, in his testimony, 
uh, it was quite a funny moment, uh, I think, from some of the journalists that I followed. It was quite a funny moment where the judge had to remind Phil Spencer that he was under oath <laughs> when he was talking about this, which is quite funny. Um, and Phil Spencer then said, I would raise my hand. I will do whatever it takes. We have no plan. I'm making a commitment standing here that we will not pull Call of Duty. It is my testimony from PlayStation. He then goes on to say that uh, can, we will continue to ship future versions of Call of Duty on Sony's PlayStation 5. But the, the funny thing is, is that all this has come out about Bethesda and then blind Bethesda for Starfield, then buying other publishers for Starfield, and then the opposite of this is happening. Who believes him? Well, that's what well, I... His word I, means the, nothing. The, his actions are literally the opposite of what his words are saying. Like, I, I just... It doesn't make any sense. On one hand, he's openly admitting, yeah, we bought Bethesda because it was in charge of... It was going to go to PlayStation. And he's in a position where he's like, we're really weak. We're the third, you know, third console manufacturer. We're behind Nintendo and Sony. Like, oh, it, it's really bad for us. But honestly, if we get Call of Duty, we won't take it away from you. Honestly. Like, I, I just... He was very careful to say PlayStation 5 as well. Yeah, we picked and that up. And he also said versions 6. of Call of Duty as well. Not Future the next versions Call of, of Call of Duty. Yeah. We might keep putting Warzone on PlayStation consoles because it's free to play. We can't sell it and we'll take, happily take that microtransaction. Yeah, money. he didn't say all versions of Call of Duty. Nope. He didn't not. say, like, he... So they could decide to make Warzone exclusive to Xbox. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, just release the games like multi-platform or keep yeah. Warzone multi-platform and release the games just on Xbox going forward. And all of that would mean that what he said in court is still true because technically, technically, like, yeah. but, so I think that there's something much more sinister in that sense going on. Um, yeah. And I do, I do strongly believe that if it goes through after this week, if, if this goes through call of duty will become at some point in the future, whether it's the next two years, three years, five years, ten years, it will become Xbox exclusive. Ten years is the minimum that's been talked about. But can I just say, like, with the whole, like, Activision and Bethesda thing, I, from my perspective, I'm quite lucky because I don't really give a rat's ass about Bethesda games or Activision games. Like, you can have Call of Duty if you want it. Like, it's no great loss to me, but most Bethesda games are no Paladins anyway. No, not as good as Paladins, RIP. Um, so, so just to address some of these comments as they're coming in while I still remember what they're talking about, Nathan. But Yob Cap yep. says, you don't know they're coming, as detailed in the showcase, in the in regards to where are the Xbox first party exclusives. Right, okay. Right, yeah. so, so they're finally coming four years after the console launched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Okay, awesome. If you've yeah. owned an Xbox Series X now, what have you played on it, for one? And... I, I played FIFA now, games. That's it, literally. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you now. I think there was like five or six uh, first-party games that they put the 2024 label on. They're not yeah. all coming out in 2024. No way on this earth. A vibe no might end up getting delayed. And then Scott says, "I will say in Phil's defense, Microsoft kept Minecraft on anything after buying it, even porting it to new platforms. But the genie was already out of the bottle in that case. Minecraft is a game. It's not sequelized. So what what are yeah. they going to do? Like go around to everyone's house who owns it on PlayStation and take it off their shelf take and say, it no, them. it's Xbox yeah. only." now it's not the world we're living in yeah imagine yeah, if you're i mean to add to add to that as well yeah. they've they've made other titles exclusive after saying they wouldn't like yeah xbox so you know that is just it feels like the minecraft thing is just it was too far gone they're well yeah. you know they're, they're with something that they can like they they would be i think they wouldn't think twice about actually trying to do it yeah and just on the note about 
We t- he talked about. Um... <laughs> Uh, we've got some we've got some com- <laughs> comments coming in uh, in the chat. Yeah, um, talk talk about what gamers want. Imagine in five years, okay, ten years time, right? They well, in five years, apparently we get in the next, we get in the PS6 according to Microsoft lawyers. But let's say in five years time, the PS6 comes out. Loads of people buy the PS6 because they're PlayStation people, right? And then Microsoft take Call of Duty away from PlayStation players, so bought, so they have to buy another console to play Call of Duty. If you think about worldwide, that is just that is just going to make a lot of people angry rather than actually getting them engaged. It just doesn't, yeah. Like, like I just, mean, I would like to think that that they would see how that would massively backfire on them if they did it. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have the confidence in their their ability to actually be able to see that because they would probably yeah. think of it from a perspective of if everyone buys a PS six when it come when it comes out and then we make Call of Duty just before like they've so they've all bought the console and then and then they make yeah. Call of Duty. Um, uh, exclusive to xbox now they can't play one of their favorite games although i'm not sure how much how many people think call of duty is their favorite game at the moment <laughs> but that's a different conversation yeah, um, yeah but like if it's like they can't play their favorite game or what they bought it for being excited for like a new call of duty release or whatever and now they they can only play it on pc or xbox then their thinking is probably like that will really hurt playstation in rather than the gamers ra- yeah. rather than the yeah. gamers yeah, yeah because they seem to be how do i get an advantage but what they don't yeah. see is gamers will protect could potentially like in some small uh or larger sort of portion of the community like boycott xbox off the yeah. back of that because they just like do you know what i've had enough of this now this is the last straw uh unless what they do in between when they when if they plan to to ever do that is like phenomenal to the point where people just forgive them easily but then if they're if they're not thinking about gamers first now then what they're doing in the next 10 years is probably not going to be that phenomenal um maybe maybe by accident and maybe by buying other companies and maybe you know in dribs and drabs but yeah i'm not sure that they have the ability to see the potential of the backfire if they were to do that I just like before the, you start. The, out, do you want to address some of the comments that have come in? Oh, I mean, I can if you want. Um, okay, so Jasmine Manan, the cretin herself, says just joined. Nice to see Aaron is on an infamous rant as always. Yeah, yeah, you missed it. I think I went for like ten minutes straight earlier at the beginning of the stream. You should have been here. Um, Scott does make a good point. He says like the Minecraft franchises on other platforms. So he's talking about like Legends and I can't remember what the other one was. Dungeons. But then, but then again, there like wouldn't Minecraft... be any sense in making part of the franchise exclusive, though. Surely, this is what I'm saying. Connor O'Neill says Aaron should tweet Phil for a fight. Winner takes the division. <laughs> I'm going to blow your mind here, Connor O'Neill. But I was actually at, stood next to Phil Spencer at a bar less than two weeks ago. So if I wanted to fight the man, it probably would have happened already. Look, look, he's doing. He's saying exactly what he needs to say in order to get oh, the best Phil, outcome for Xbox. Do you want to fight outside, Phil? <laughs> nah, mate. Nah, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't go down like that. Let me tell you. Be like Phil. Let's get some cider on the go. Let's see what happens. Phil, um, where are your games, mate? Where are your games? <laughs> Honestly, had they... Yeah. In the bakery. The, the ironic yeah. thing is that Xbox were, like, very nice to me whilst out there. Like, it, PlayStation did have no pro presence. You know um, what I'd love? You just go up to him and go, like, no context. Like, Phil, where's the bread? 
Where's Where the bread? Phil, Phil why are you trying so hard to be Greg's? What's going on? Yeah. Just get uh, some flour, get the yeast, get the water. Yeah. It's simple, mate. Phil, just pop why it can't in. you get a game out? Where's Gear oh. 6? Where's yeah. Hellblade 2? Where is Gear 6? Where is Gear 6? Why Go- wasn't it shown at the X showcase? But it wasn't Where's the showcase? soft, crusty tiger loaf? Exactly. Oh. That's what that is. Sorry, carry on, Aaron. Jasmine says, uh, gonna get Judge Aaron Xbox Game Pass for Christmas so I can get a lecture in return. I mean, I'll happily oblige about that. <laughs> All right, so let, let's give the comments a break now. But like, the, the sad thing is, is that the next important phase, like I think it was, we've talked about this already, like PlayStation and Xbox right now, they're already thinking about PlayStation 6 and the next Xbox. Oh, yeah. Because the, yeah. the rate that these games take to make, like five or six years, if the next consoles are really coming out in 2028, then that's where the next battleground will be fought. And yes. I'm not entirely sure that Xbox are going to have a console to sell to people i think their plan is let's get game pass on everything we can uh tv wise or or let's make the next xbox like a little stick that people can like click into their tvs i know i'm going a bit like you know galaxy we've already here. seen that cloud device though haven't we on phil spencer's desk and uh on these on the you know this is the thing and, everything. and like going back earlier like i, I so on this channel my preview impressions for forza motorsport are are there and i say in that video that only now are we seeing the full effects of what the quote world's most powerful console uh potential actually can amount to yeah uh, but like i said we're four four years into this thing and only now are we seeing the fruition where playstation 5 we haven't even seen the full potential of playstation 5 yet but playstation still managed to deliver you know yeah. cross-platform games like god of war and it's yeah so oh yeah i don't know where i was really going with that one but it's I enjoyed just something it. to think I about really yeah, I do, yeah I, I do do a good I, job I at it. sounding like i know what i'm talking about half the time i might not though no but uh, jim, <laughs> I, jim, I still need to learn that skill <laughs> jim, jim ryan was interesting he gave a bit of testimony yesterday the the playstation boss jim ryan um he gave some testimony really interesting things um most of it was redacted, which is annoying. Um, but the bits that he we that they did show were very, very interesting. So he says that uh, Sony won't give dev kits to Activision if the acquisition goes through because it could release some of Sony's uh, secrets um, to Microsoft. Uh, so they wouldn't do that. Um, he also said that he expected Redfall and Star- Starfield to come out on PlayStation prior to uh, Microsoft's acquisition of ZeniMax. So that was a bit of a surprise. But then he said that it's not anti-competitive. He sort of took that on the chin sort of thing. Um, he also said uh, that um, uh, he got an email. Xbox's original proposal to keep Call of Duty and Activision games on PlayStation was not meaningful. Key titles were missing. For example, his offer included Overwatch, but not Overwatch 2. The deal was not negotiated. Spencer sent it to Ryan via email and Ryan rejected it without a counter-proposal. <laughs> How spicy is that? Just the two heavyweights just in an email chain. I'd just love to see that. It was redacted, of course. Um, he also said in an email um, with the former PlayStation boss, Ryan said he believed this the Activision's, uh, the acquisition, the acquisition of Activision was not a play for Xbox exclusivity, but rather for King's suite of mobile titles, which which is really interesting. I, I think that is interesting. Um, and then the the last thing he talked about as well, um, he says that an email from Phil Spencer last August set the alarm bells ringing at Sony. But the contents of the email were not shared to the court. Uh, so that is that just 
just, it's just all just, oh, just give me more. I just want more. We still haven't heard from uh, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella. Um, we haven't heard from Bobby Kotick of Activision, who is also due to give evidence. And uh, NVIDIA's SVP, Jeff Fisher, is also set to give evidence as well. But um, how has Jim Ryan come off, do you think, over the last few days? I think he's... Uh... He's he's playing the hand he needs to in terms of like I was shocked uh, this happened, but the and the, the so he says two things which you reiterated there, uh, Nathan. He said that he was shocked to not see Redfield. Well, prior to the acquisition, Redfield and yeah. Starfield were expected to come to PlayStation, but that Starfield being taken off wasn't anti-competitive. And mm-hmm. obviously, the reason that he's saying that is because he doesn't want to say to the FTC, he doesn't want the FTC to say to him, "Well, what's the difference between you taking?" Final Fantasy 16 off the board yeah. compared yeah. to Starfield. That just when released. Did... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the difference is, is that we didn't have to buy the entirety of Square Enix about it. And what he yeah. should be saying, if that did come up, is exactly what I said earlier in the podcast. We didn't have to buy an entire publisher and take it off the board. And uh, we've we've built up, you know, good favor with the PlayStation audience or the gamer audience. Yeah. That, you know, Square Enix, someone like Square Enix is willing to put it a uh, thing, whereas Xbox can't claim that. So again, he's walking a very... Uh, thin tightrope and um it's interesting because phil spencer is a gamer like you can tell that he plays games which yeah, is you why you can tell by his drip yeah you can tell by his drip his <laughs> leather drip it's leather it's leather his leather jacket game is close to todd howard's whereas jim ryan he he's not a gamer like he doesn't play games like he, i think he said once like who wants to play the original Gran Turismo on like PlayStation 5 and then all the PlayStation gamers were like about backwards compatibility. They were like in uproar and stuff. All the pitchforks. So, all the pitchforks. All the dual set, DualShock 4 controllers were up <laughs> in arms like, ah, okay, we want it. Um, <laughs> so like for the most part, that's why I'm, I'm kind of surprised with how well he's handled the deposition mm. uh, here at the moment. Mm. Um, considering how much of a little toe rag he was, and I'll admit this, uh, going around to all the different regulators trying to stop this deal. Um it's interesting yeah. to see, uh, had that not happened, whether yeah. or not they'd be in, the FTC would be taking Microsoft to court right now. I yeah. guess we'll never know. His spiciest thing was that he, he he called Xbox Game Pass value destructive and claims that he's spoken to all the publishers. That was his quote. I've spoken <laughs> to all the publishers. That's Are you exactly. a publisher? Yeah, we published this one game in 2015. Well, I want to speak to you. So yeah. his quote was, I've spoken to all of the publishers and they don't like Game Pass. Um, I believe so. It. None of them do you believe it? Say it. Do you believe I mean, it? That's like that's that's something to say from the competitor. Like it's like, oh, don't worry, I've spoken to these people and they don't like it. But trust me, don't ask them. Just trust me. They don't like it. Like that's what that feels like. Is like just a a way to like sort of dig something. In. There's there's a lot of it that feels hyper petty. Um, mm like rather than just trying to get to the root cause of the problem um like it's it feels like there's a far better angle to sort of sell as to why they shouldn't do it than just you know i've spoken to the the publishers publishers they don't like it (laughs) like trust me it's it's kind of i I, I kind of find that like sent that sort of approach like yeah just not i've got the quote here I'll, i've got it so he he's talked to all the publishers and they unanimously do not like game pass because it is value destructive he also claimed that Microsoft is losing a lot of money from the service um 
And uh, yeah, what else did he talk about? Um, it was a pre-recorded. Uh, yeah, publishers just aren't big fans of the model at all. Um, do you do you believe that, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Like, um, I it, to be honest, I'm quite shocked that like a lot of the major publishers are still supporting Game Pass by making these deals mm. where they could sell the game like elsewhere. Like, and, and Jasmine mm. brings up Diablo 4 in the chat, and I think that's a perfect example because when this deal got announced, everyone was like, oh, yeah, great. I don't have to pay £70 for Diablo 4 uh, because it'll be on Xbox Game Pass. Mm. Whereas I feel like Activision behind the scenes are thinking, oh, thank God it's not happening because we actually get to sell. Like, look how well Diablo 4 sold and yeah. all that money we wouldn't have made had it gone straight to Game Pass. Like, yeah, mm. there's a greater install base on PlayStation and PC than there is on Xbox at the moment. But even on the PC side, like, it would have gone straight to PC Game Pass. And that's money yeah. that Activision has made. That's all you need to say to the FTC or evidence for why it's value destructive. Yeah. That's why it's so easy for me to, to believe that um, Xbox Game Pass doesn't work and that's why you're seeing like ea ea having to put their own services bolted onto xbox game pass and yeah. ubisoft i believe i can't i think it's called ubisoft connect and ea play are added yeah, play, to yeah. subscriptions that you can put on game pass uh just so at least these publishers are making a, a little bit of money and even then it's not they're not doing the same thing as xbox like new games day one don't go to game pass can you imagine if ea sports fc or fifa 23 before it went to game pass on day one how much money ea would oh. lose like yeah they'd probably make a lot of money from the in-game like foot points and things like that or whatever but just oh, yeah. on and then they want most of the money just come from stars. that but uh, there's a lot of money that comes from the per the purse yes. at the end yeah it's, it's, free, it's free money mm, and absolutely. if i was the ftc right now and i was looking for proof from these publishers to address matt's point uh so I'm the FTC. Jim Ryan's just said that. I'd be like, mm, well, how do we know for sure that the publishers, that they don't like it? Then I'd be saying to Xbox, all right, because this is this is not public information. We still don't know what the deal with Xbox Game Pass is, how, how much money exchanges hands when a game yeah. wants to go on Game Pass, Good point, and how yeah. much money is made thereafter. Xbox doesn't discuss it. Those are the emails and the facts that I would like to see uh, be brought up in court, and then we'll know for sure whether or not Xbox Game Pass... Uh, makes money but spoiler alert we know xbox game pass doesn't make money because guess what netflix netflix is having trouble making money right now and how many millions of subscribers have they got you know yeah yeah i'm yeah, just gonna there, go through I, some comments matt there's just, a slight cause... difference just just before you do, tell me there's, a, there's a slight difference with the netflix analogy because netflix are a movie studio and they keep putting out as you're saying xbox they keep putting out terrible content um, and people Losing aren't money. as interested. Whereas you've got other platforms that now have the same model as them in terms of streaming, that where they are putting out good content, even thing, even like things like Paramount Plus and and um, Disney like Plus, Apple Amazon, and Disney, like they're all putting out great content, all and Netflix money. is not. Um, so Disney Plus is losing money. Disney have said that Disney Plus is losing money. Yeah, well. yeah. All losing money because basically it was floated on the stock market. Netflix didn't reveal their numbers or how much money they're making. And everyone on the stock market were like, oh, Netflix is the biggest thing. It's the next best thing in entertainment. Duh, 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 duh. Then their stock prices started falling. And as a result, it's been this after effect. So mm. like, like that's why you're seeing like Disney Plus. It used to have like exclusive content like films. Pixar films in particular would go straight there day one. But then it's like, well, why did we just do that? Because the subscribers we gain from putting that movie on Disney Plus day one, 
we're that doesn't equate to the money we'd make than if we were to put it in cinemas. And it's I find it incredible that Netflix are still refusing to put their movies because movies that you put out in cinemas, they have a lot more cachet. They are the ones that tend to perform better on streaming services. That's why I applaud Nintendo and PlayStation. We haven't talked a lot about Nintendo in comparison, but they have come up we a will. couple of times. We will, don't we? Um, that's why I applaud them for not falling into Xbox's game because guess what? They want to make money. And Xbox isn't in the business of making money. They're in the business of building looking, subscriptions. Looking like the biggest gaming company. When, That's yeah. the thing. I don't, I don't know why Xbox is still even a thing when we have yeah. discussions like this, guys. I really don't. We've got some great comments. I'm going to go through uh, through a few of them. Uh, Connor's got some inside info. Guys, are you ready oh, for this? My uncle works at Nintendo and they said <laughs> publishers love Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get your uncle on the podcast, Connor. Uh, let me know if he wants to come on and, and discuss it. That's brilliant. Um, yeah. Uh, also, Gigi's in the chat. So, hi, Gigi. Thanks so much for joining in. Uh, they say 2028 is too early in, in regards to the console generations. Um, I don't think they're abandoning hardware just yet in regards to what you said about Xbox. It's interesting to see where, where they're going to go as well. Uh, and uh, Lewis, thanks, Lewis, for tuning in. Uh, of course, Nathan knows how to make a loaf of bread. It's been an ongoing uh, joke in the group chat because I've just bought a bread maker and I'm enjoying it very much. So that's yeah. why I use that analogy. You didn't pay yet. $69 billion for it, though, I can assure I you. Didn't. I didn't. I want to make my own bread, you know? I want to make my <laughs> yeah. own bread. Uh, so, I'll, yeah, I, I'm a proper gamer. Um and then uh, Jasmine as well also makes a good point. Um, she says that she's hesitant to buy games now since getting Game Pass makes me think about it way more. Because if you but if you just buy Game Pass and don't buy any games, how are the publishers making money? Like Aaron said, we don't know how much money they're making through it because it's all it's all very hush hush. Um, but yeah, talking about Nintendo, we haven't spoke about them a lot, but. Um, a long time was spent on the first day, I believe, because the FTC's lawyers were arguing that Nintendo is a direct competitor with Microsoft, and Microsoft were uh, arguing that they're not. Um, and Jim Ryan also said that as well, that Nintendo Switch is not Sony's direct competitor as well. Um, he talked about, like, there's a big difference between people that play Call of Duty and a big difference to people that play Mario and Zelda, I think was his, his exact quote. Um is it a competitor? Do we agree? Do we agree, or is this just Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer getting on the same hymn sheet? I think Nintendo have done a really good job of making Nintendo their own thing. Like, I don't think they're a competitor. Like, Nintendo games are so different to other games, and and um, for for the most part, I mean, I I don't I don't I, like again. I'm I'm a gaming fan. I play Call of Duty. I uh, play a bunch of other ones. Um, recently f123 um and um, nba 2k nba 2k yeah like i'm i'm a i i like games like that right i like first person shooters and, and last of us sports games and a, a few story games um whereas i don't have much want to ever play a nintendo game because i'm not really into that type of game it's a very not different to, type of game it's is very it? Di- yeah yeah However, yeah. however, uh, like I don't, I don't see Nintendo as a competitor. I see Nintendo as like a second console, or or maybe it's your first, but like a second console you'd have with your Xbox or PlayStation. It's it's not like something you would have instead of, um, like that. That's kind of how I see Nintendo. 
Yeah, ja- Jasmine is in the chat. She is also not a Nintendo fan. She just does not get it. Like we watched the uh, when we watched in the direct, um, and she was we talked about it in the walkthrough as well. Just doesn't get it. Just doesn't get the Zelda hype, and that's fine. They have a very different, very different audience. Mm. Um, Aaron, you've got you've got all the consoles. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> that reminded me of that episode of the IT crowd. You've got all the consoles. Why do you have all the consoles? <laughs> well, I'd, help it. I'd hate it if a game came out on another console and I couldn't play it. Don't you think? I do think. There you go. That's basically summed up that's the entire. That's literally what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Um, Jasmine says, "Yeah, she does have a Nintendo Switch." Like, here's the thing: I, I, they're not a competitor. On paper, they probably are, but Nintendo have done such a good job at differentiating themselves compared to PlayStation and Xbox. Honestly, if you were Nintendo right now, you are sitting pretty, my friend. Oh, they're just like... Placed... Oh, oh, mate. Miyamoto's at the top of that money pile yeah. and laughing down at everybody yeah. else. He's like, we we just released Zelda. Is it basically a glorified expansion to a game we made like five years ago? Hell yes, it is. But guess what? We're going to charge years $10 ago. more for it. Seven years ago. We're going to charge t- $10 more for it. And it's going to sell even better than the first one in less time. How have they done that? Because they continue to release great games. I keep harping on about this drum. That people want to wait that long for. That's People want to play. But also with Nintendo, it's the quality as well. A game comes out for Nintendo and you're guaranteed guaranteed it's going to work and everybody makes fun of Nintendo. five out of five five out of five everybody makes fun of nintendo because like they're not complaining competing on the graphics game and i'm of the belief that this is where uh, granted gaming's part of the tech industry and you always want to push for the newest latest best but i believe like this constant push for like realistic graphics that's kind of what's hurting gaming right now because you're asking more of developers and and you know you're constantly pushing these consoles on the merit of how powerful and graphically intensive and capable they are whereas in reality these games take longer to make that's probably why xbox is having difficulty that's why playstation is only getting out one proper first party game release this year whereas nintendo i mean I can't remember what that chip was that it's still running on that mobile phone chip. That's like a joke and that iPhones have got more, but guess what? It was all when it was released, but let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? The games are coming out for it. And I bet that means that they're, that's the reason why they're able to get games out at a a much faster rate. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, Mm. Nintendo, what, what was once seen as a hindrance for Nintendo, AKA the graphics aren't as good has ended up being, you know, a, a major boon for them. And when you couple the fact of that, that the whole hybrid nature of the console differentiate even more, differentiate even more, mm. it's there. You're sitting pretty. Everyone's like, where's switch two? Where's switch two? Guess what? If Nintendo had it their way, they would never release a switch two. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like, it could potentially be the beginning of the downfall. If they release a, a, a console that can handle better graphics and then people start demanding that because yeah, the yeah. games do not suit that. Um, they don't require so, it. They've not been sucked in. Yeah, they're not required. Like, I think Zelda, like, although I I do want to play Zelda, but I just just don't want to spend money on a Switch and and the game. Like, that's really all it comes down to. If someone gave it to me, I'd be sat playing it tonight. Like, but... um, Hint, hint. If anybody's in, <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo, if you're watching, my address get is. Connor, get your uncle to send Matt a Nintendo uh, Switch. Um, yeah, yeah, Connor. Um, but, but, like, I, I think the games are great, but it's just not. Most of them aren't for me. Um, some of them look fun, like they would be fun for like you know ten minutes or so, and then well, you I don't want to play the Pigeon board, Battle Royale, board. mate. I want to play it, but I don't think it's going to be like my go-to first game. That I'm going to be playing for ten thousand hours in a year. Like it would be something I play for like twenty minutes, think it's funny, and then put it down, and then go and have dinner. Like that's 
but that's the difference. And I think if they if they bring if they were to bring out a, a console that could handle better graphics, it could be shooting them in the foot. So they've got to be really careful around the console, like yeah. product sort of area of their business, because right now they've got something where if they, they, I mean, look at Zelda. It's like pushing probably the capabilities of what what they can achieve, and all they really want or need really is something that's exactly like the switch that can just handle maybe a few more frames but but it doesn't actually need it like it just would be a nice to have for the yeah, for yeah. going forwards in the future yeah. but yeah. like but graphically i don't think you know maybe I, I just don't yeah i just don't see it as as a necessity because they are so different yeah and like Aaron it's a, said it's yeah. become their strength it's a philosophy. It's a whole different philosophy. It's like we're we're not concentrating on the quality of the graphics. We're launching a console that has the gra- the graphical power of a mobile phone and that's got an old chip in it, but we're making it at this price point, which is below what our competitors are at, because we're going to give you great games. Yeah, they might not be 4K resolution with ray tracing, but they're great experiences, and you'll buy them and you'll enjoy them, and we'll put a real work into it. It's, it's a whole whole different philosophy and. Go- as I, I, I just don't think we watched in the direct and um, Jasmine and Scott had a, a, a very, very funny sort of go between them. Healthy like, debate. I'm not, healthy <laughs> debate. Oh, thank you. That was the word I was looking for on last week's show where she was essentially saying that she doesn't want to play them because they, they don't look great. And that that's fine. But that's an internal philosophy that they're not bothered about. It's about the experience. Yeah. And that's where that's where it, it matters. Um, that's why, so that's they haven't think... been they haven't been drawn in either. When they saw the the Series X and the PS5 come out, they weren't drawn into. Or oh, should we get should we get should we get a Switch Two and more power? Or should we should we do? Nope, they're just stuck to their own. Yeah, because when yeah. all of that was happening, there was like a bit of speculation. Yeah. Will they bring it out? Will they bring yeah. something out? Will they join in with like what's their yeah. next console? And then they just didn't. And it was like yeah. looking back now, at the time, it's like oh come on guys. And yeah. But right now, I I'm just I'm impressed that they made that yeah. decision. Yeah. They released the OLED. I think that was a surprise when people when there was an OLED with no there was nothing the else OLED's, different with it, just the OLED. But the OLED ended up being a clever um, a release in the end because it does make your games look better, but not at the yes. cost of overworking your developers more. It's yes. just slap an extra screen on it will charge helps everyone. More. Yeah, but I do absolutely. believe, similar to that vein, uh, that were it not for the pandemic lockdown and the lockdown situation, that. It's been speculated that the OLED was going to support 4K output on TVs, mm. um, and it, d- it does have that capabilities in it, and the dev kits are right there. They could still do that and maybe call it Switch 2 or something like that. But um, I just want to say, Connor says, I think the games do look good. Just yeah, sorry. Into- yeah. And, and that's the point, though. It's like theirs is their philosophy is art style over graphics. Mm. Do you know what yes. I mean? The and games, are, yeah. I'm not saying they look bad. I'm just saying that they're graphically... If we talk about purely graphically, oh, yeah, if you yeah, compared Elden Ring on the yeah, highest, it's not settings, as capable. No, it, but but what Nintendo have got in their back pocket is literally that in that they've got such a smaller screen, but, but people, it's like it, you're not going to notice it as much because it's a handheld device. You sort of expect it to look like that, and when like, games look good, yeah, then it's kind of it's kind of like comparing a backpack to a suitcase. Like they're both yeah. doing, they're both for completely different things, and it's the same. And I just want to point out, Jasmine has said Matt's not getting my second Switch. And I think it would be only a fair trade-off that oh, she's no, had my PS5 for like the best part of the year. It sounds like the deal's already been done in the chat, Matt. Because, uh, yeah, so Jasmine, this was her first comment. I have two Nintendo Switches, actually, flexing. Got it for Animal Crossing and Pokemon. But she so you've doesn't got... like any Nintendo games. Yeah. <laughs> you've got one Switch for Animal Crossing, one 
switch for Pokemon, right? Um, and then uh, Connor, Connor in the chat. Thank you so much, Connor, for brokering <laughs> this. Jasmine is right here, guys. Uh, Jasmine, why am I being called out? Found a home for your second switch. There you go. Yeah. Matt's not getting my second switch. <laughs> I need one for upstairs and one for downstairs. <laughs> Which is, is fair. I good? do think that's fair. Yeah. They're cheap enough. So Yeah. So I think that deal's already been done in the chat and I'll I'll leave you to uh to go and go and do that. Um and Gigi's in the chat as well. Nintendo's starting off making playing co- cards and they're over 130 years old. They know what to focus on and what's a waste of time. This goes back to what we said at the very start with Microsoft. They 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 don't they don't have that sort of ingrained philosophy of a company that like okay we know this is our bread and butter we make these type of games we're going to focus on this type of game we're going to push it to the limit and we're going to do it like this have a sort of philosophy they're just so everywhere whereas playstation and nintendo have got this sort of philosophy where they're sticking to a strategy of this is what we're doing and xbox is just like oh we need to buy bethesda we need to buy we need to buy activision it's just all over the place so yeah great 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 comment uh gg as well um I've also got Jasmine. Um, I'm being publicly called out by my own team. I can't believe this. Well, you did say you got two Nintendo Switches, which is probably one too many. After saying you didn't like Nintendo games, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's all it's Come all on. adding up. Yeah, uh, I also so... have two Nintendo Switches in my apartment at the well, moment for reasons that I can't go into. Right, but I've I've ended uh, yeah. up with an extra one, not by my choosing, people. We're... We, yeah. I, I, I know why. Yeah, yeah. We, we know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we know. We know why. Um, Sorry to then... see <laughs> That's all right. I've got uh, no Nintendo Switches. I just want no, to throw that out. Just to out confirm. There. Yeah. And just on, on, while we're on the uh, the, ha- the subject of handheld, um, Sony have announced the Project Q device, uh, which is essentially a, a streaming device, uh, which I think is very clever, actually from what we've discussed today and i know that jasmine's not a fan of it as well um because she was she's she's more about that sort of dedicated handheld like more of like the steam deck and asus rg ally that can actually run the games natively but i think what's what's so impressive about the project q is that they've seen what's happening with the switch and they're like okay we'll have a bit of that please um it will stream your games from your PlayStation 5 to the Project Q, and it is essentially a PlayStation controller with a screen on it. That That's all it is, right? Um, Microsoft lawyers think they know how much it will be. Um, <laughs> so uh, they've already... I don't know if you're laughing at me or... or no, I'm just like, in the comments. Like, just the way they say it. Like, we know how much that's going to be. No, you don't. Similar to the Jim Ryan, I mean, I've spoken to publishers of like at least then he said he actually spoke to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Microsoft lawyers, they're not go- knocking on PlayStation's door and going, "Can you mind telling us how much Project Q is going to cost?" Yeah, so they've oh. guesstimated it will be under three hundred dollars. Um, which I mean, I don't know if it will actually. Uh, I think. Well, you reckon my it's guess, be more? My guess. I, I think. My so, guess yeah. is it will be two eight nine. Two eight nine. That's my guess. Okay. That's that is, and that still priced me out of ever buying one. Well, that that's not three hundred. That's not three hundred under three hundred dollars because three three hundred dollars no, is two hundred thirty seven like pounds. pounds. So I think it will be like three hundred and fifty dollars or something like that. Three hundred yeah. forty dollars. There's yeah. no way it's two hundred thirty quid. There is no way it's two hundred thirty. No, I I'm hearing all this. 
And I'm, uh, do you remember when I said I wouldn't pay more than like 60 quid for it, Nathan? Because I can't <laughs> believe that's yeah. how much it's worth. Like, yeah. honestly, like it doesn't run games natively. I can't take it out of my house. What are you granting me? Yeah, that, I don't yeah. know what it's for, yeah. to be honest. Like, that, yeah. Other than playing games in bed and on, on, a, and well, on the toilet. Like, that's... What does that do that my phone can't do now? I'll tell you what it does. It gives you haptic feedback and that's not worth 200 quid extra as far as I'm concerned, especially when you can buy a PS5 DualSense controller for around yeah. like, 69 quid. You, yeah. Like, it really fully utilize that haptic feedback at the moment exactly like, yeah uh, just let us know in the comments what you th how much you think project key will be we've got some uh, some chats uh, some chats in there uh, connor said isn't it rumored to be 300 dollars it's going to be under apparently according to mogsoft um jasmine says my prediction is 249.99 dollars uh that is 196 pounds that is isn't that the same price as the DualSense pro controller Roughly, yeah yeah. There's no what the two five nine, isn't it? The DualSense I'm, Pro. I'm I'm calling I'm calling that no. There's no way with a controller and a screen in it for the same price as a Pro controller. DualSense. What I mean, is it called? The DualSense Edge. DualSense Edge. How much is the DualSense Edge? Two hundred nine ninety nine pounds. So it would be ten pounds. So it'd be ten pounds less than the Pro ps5 controller why are you, nathan why are you talking see. like this as if it's unrealistic the, the dual like it's not like it's a glorified controller and it doesn't even have the enhancements of the dual no, but my so point just, is that the psvr2 is more than the playstation 5 the accessory yeah, but... is more that so i, I think they're going to price it in such a high yeah. bracket that people they know that people would are just going to buy it because it looks cool the, the difference with the vr2 is it. it is integral to an experience yes it's it's like you could class it as the accessory but you could also class it as the main thing you need like even though you need the playstation as well it's but, transformative the ps yeah it is. like it transforms yeah, the whole yeah, experience yeah, yeah. and it's vr like yeah. like it, it's completely different to just comparing it to a screen with a controller attached to each side like it's it like i think how well I is think... the logitech g selling is that jasmine Jasmine, are you in the chat? Out, Just to clarify, I, I don't, I don't know. Actually, we'll have to Let get Jasmine in the chat. Yeah. Um, so Jasmine says, I think Project Cool will cost two four nine in both dollars. Oh right, okay, I'm, I'm with you. Sorry, I've got a GG as well. Come on, okay, sorry, sorry guys. Uh, two hundred forty nine ninety nine in pounds and uh, and dollars as well. Um, right, the Logitech G console. Joy G Cloud, yeah. G Cloud, sorry. It's available now, as far as I can tell, because you can buy it on Curry's. It's £329. And they're having a laugh with that. It's more it's gonna be more than that. There's it's gonna be more than that. What the it's gonna be Project more Q that. is. If, yeah. if Project Q ends up being ends up being any anything like four hundred and twenty nine pounds or or forty nine pounds. If it's like four four nine, I just I just I'm like, GG does like, get it. Why aren't they just making PlayStation Vita two? Because that is what PSVR yeah. two is more closer to the equivalent of. Yeah. Like so, what, where, so what? Where, how? Where do we think it should be priced? Uh, like eighty nine pounds. <laughs> I, I agree <laughs> really? with Matt there. I agree with Matt. Anything Slightly more than a normal a controller. If you could really? take it outside of your house and play things natively on it, yeah, three hundred quid. This thing is going to crash and burn. But I if don't if get you if doing. it's literally something I can't take out of my house and I have to like. I, and I like that's the only thing I can do is like play it in bed or like in the garden or like on yeah. the toilet or whatever. Jasmine, it's, you it's might as well like, jump on the stream. For? What is that I know. for? <laughs> just to remind everyone, you can get a Steam Deck for 350 quid with a 64 gig hard drive and you can yeah. put an SD card in it. Which is 
which runs which games reasonable. natively but very I, well. I think, uh, I, I mean, PlayStation have a history of overpricing their stuff. That, that's I, ex- I that's my point. Yeah, that's my like, point. So, so like, if it ends up being, yeah, if it, I mean, if it's more than four hundred pounds, it's an absolute joke. If, if it's, it's more than two hundred, is a joke. If it's, in my I think, if well, Microsoft thinks than, it's two hundred and fifty quid, so if I know. It's, they, what, what do they know? If it, yeah, <laughs> if it's more than two hundred pounds, it's still a bit of a joke. But I think people would buy it, like. But if that's it's, the thing, yeah. But if it's if it were eighty nine pounds, like, mate, like ninety nine pounds, like, I think, okay, yeah, I, like, I, I can see why that would In elevate my mind, your experience. I will eat. I will. Bit. Okay, I, I right, will eat go. some squirty cheese on stream Ooh. if if it's next if the walkthrough following the announcement of the price. If it's under a hundred quid, I will just eat. I hate cheese, as you know. In I my... will eat squirty cheese on the street. Oh, there is no I want a full way. block of cheddar. Okay, I'll do that. Whatever. In... It, it, I'm I'm so confident. It it won't be under hundred pounds. There is no way in the world. Full block of cheddar. There is no way in my head. If it's above the price of a Nintendo Switch, PlayStation hasn't got a leg to stand on. You yeah, know what I mean, that, because like Nintendo Switch has an OLED think, screen right? and yeah. it's got Joy-Con controls with HD rumble compatibility, which is made by the same company that are responsible for the dual senses haptic feedback. But guess what? It can run games natively. Yeah, ju- just to clarify, so just looking at the specs of the um, of Project Q. Um, what specs? Has... There's nothing in it. No, just the, the screen. <laughs> uh, the, the screen is a uh, 1080p, um, 60 FPS. A 60 hertz, sorry, 1080p, 60 hertz screen, um, which is 30 uh, 30 hertz more than the Nintendo Switch, might add, um, as well. And it's got Wi-Fi. That's about it. Um, My phone does that. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, I, um, and I've got, does... you know, and you've got like, you've got things out there like um, backbones and stuff. like Yeah. Yeah, you can attach to them, and it's yeah. pretty much the same thing. Which is what I use. Not it's not yeah. backbone, but something else. Yeah, we've got a uh, baker cookie in the chat uh, who who wants us to decide between play or Xbox. Um, they've said it twice now, three times now. Um, <laughs> oh. Should we vote play or Xbox? What console wise? Uh, yeah. Well, if you want Just games vote. to be play right now, PlayStation it has to be. Yeah, agreed. Probably. Matt. Yeah, probably go PlayStation cool. at the moment. There, there's your answer, not- baker cookie. Um, <laughs> and then there's uh, just cheese chat as far as the eye can see now. Cheese, yeah, cheese, I know, cheese, I, know I know. Jasmine said Julson's Edge was 209, it won't be less than that. I agree, I agree, absolutely. <laughs> I, agree. Do you know what? I agree with you, but it's ridiculous that I feel the need, yeah, it is ridiculous. It, I'm yeah. not saying it's right, I'm just saying it, no, it won't be because yeah. it's Sony, but they've like, got history for this. Can I just like we've got you know a decent amount of people in the chat, like, all right. If the project, if Project Q, Nathan's just read to you the spec. If it's priced at over two hundred pounds, if it's say two oh nine, would you purchase it? I'll, I'll pop your answer in the chat. Yeah, we'll actually, see. I'm going to do a poll. Can we run a poll? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to do a poll. Yeah, uh, my Project Q. No. At what price? Two hundred fifty quid. Let's just say two hundred quid. Two hundred quid. Two hundred. Yeah. Are you copying? Because I want to know who these people are. These there worlds. we go. Do you know what right, I mean? I've just got. I've just put that in the in the chat, guys. Um, Project Q at two hundred pound. Are you copying? Yes or no? Please let us know. <laughs> are you copying? What do you think in the in I the don't comments? Buy it. You don't buy I'm it. I'm not buying it. I'm You're not, not buying, buying it. it. 
No. Uh, let's just have a quick look at Project Q. Just if there's anyone who's who's uh, who's out there who doesn't know what it looks like, I just want to show them uh, what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, if if it were if if it were something that was native, like and you could play mm. games on it and stuff, I kind of like the approach of like giving you a full controller because that's one of the problems that like I've always sort of felt about handhelds yeah, is just being comfortable with the controller. But, yeah, and I know they've that's come a long way. So I think like this actually looks like, you know, as far as a handheld console is concerned, if it were that like a standalone, I I wouldn't be that disappointed. I would be way more interested in buying it because I'd, I'd like again, the idea that I've got a full controller. I yeah, can but this ties to. into what we were saying earlier. Like the reason Nintendo Switch can do this with their games because they're not graphically intensive. Whereas yeah. if it was to run God of War Ragnarok natively on it, it want to take off or blow up in your hands. <laughs> oh but yeah, no, yeah. I'm saying yeah. I'm saying yeah, yeah. if it looked like this was like a native handheld and it worked, like I'm not. It's not. Yeah, like, yeah. If, all things considered, if the, if this was like like out there then to compete with like a if i mean especially if it was out there to compete with like you know stuff like the switch or or the rog ally or something like that steam deck like i'd be interested in in this i'd, I'd take a look at it um but because it's literally just something you can carry around your house i just don't see the I value mean, in it even me who primarily plays their switch in their house in handheld like I'm not willing to pay more than like over a hundred for it. And I think that says a lot like, yeah. cause at least I know with Nintendo switch, it, it sounds daft, but the options there, like I, and I have yeah. done it. I don't do it a lot, but yeah. yeah. And we, and we know, look, just to be frank, valve are losing money on steam decks or, or they're at least just about breaking even on steam decks because they can afford to do it because they make money through steam. But, ev but every console is sold at a loss. Like when it, first yeah, yeah, that is yeah. Other parts but I sue, I sue, asus who are a huge manufacturer of pc products they've mm -hmm. done their best to compete with the steam deck and their handheld is 699 for something that can run games natively and even then no matter what jasmine said it's not perfect it's got it's got oh. like issues right um can you can you imagine so, if the steam deck was was running on windows as opposed to linux like it, they'd yeah. never do it but they'd never do it ROG so my point is if playstation if sony decided to do it it would be priced at like 800 quid, which is going to be more than the PlayStation 5. So, like, are they, have they looked at that and thought, you know what, we probably can't make one for the same price as the PlayStation 5. So what's the point? Like, just, yeah, yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Would you buy that over a PlayStation 5? No. No. There you go. Unless, the it, unless it docked and then it becomes a PlayStation yeah, 5 ostensibly. Yeah. But then, I mean? I mean, that's but like, it's that, not going to be a massive undertaking to fit a PlayStation 5 if this is something that exactly, big. exactly. <laughs> like, uh, Jasmine said, I'm the first person to be had issues, but still prefer the Steam Deck. Uh, Steam Deck on Windows would be my dream handheld. The yeah, handheld. This there is you the go. Thing. But if, so, oh. so, my point is, if PlayStation did a handheld that was native that ran Windows. That would be an interesting conversation with Microsoft, by the way. I mean, <laughs> I don't Jim Ryan phoning Phil Spencer. Yeah, I don't think Microsoft it would even that? need to run Windows. Like, like I, I, I just think it would need to be a handheld native, like, yeah. place. Well, it have to run some OS. They'd have like, to make some. OS yeah, yeah. Like, like, like but... well, the appeal with Windows is that it can run Game Pass, Steam, like the whole lot, basically. Whereas the Steam Deck can only run Steam, like Lin Linux. Linux do some yeah. really yeah. tough mm. workarounds. Yeah. Yeah. But the the other thing is as well, Microsoft thinks the PS5 Slim will be three nine nine. 
So at the same price as the non-disc version. Um, so the PS5 Slim normally takes over from the PlayStation 5, doesn't it, at, at a certain point? Um, what Do we think they're right? Do you think that's how much a PS5 Slim will be? That does feel incredibly... 399 But You could get a Project Q for 100 quid less. <laughs> I'm trying, just trying to think relatively like what a PS4... How's that poll doing? A PS4 Slim was compared around the same sort of time like when it when the slim was released how much was it uh ps4 price like the slim RRP. price when it came out oh the ps4 slim price when it came first came out yeah cuz i would like to rel- like 3 399 it was 399 so they're saying it's going to be the same price like yeah. forgetting about inflation and and all that sort of stuff yeah i i'd say it's more likely to be like 449 well, the the normal PlayStation Five is four seven nine now. Well, I don't know, maybe three eight nine then. Like, mm. I don't think it would be yeah. as cheap as 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 that as that as what they're saying. Isn't I don't think I this... don't think Microsoft knows anything. I, Matt, I, but... I, I think they've literally just they've asked <laughs> they've the people that have games. no idea about yeah. play, like they've never looked at PlayStation pricing in their life, and they've just asked them to guess. Yeah. Uh, sorry Aaron yeah. I'm just going to go a few more comments because we are, we have been going for an hour and a half so we will end soon I will go through the uh, the chat uh, poll as well um, Jasmine says I wouldn't cop it if they were handing it out for free Gigi <laughs> say it's a rip off Adam L no Connor no <laughs> uh, Connor like it's just a screen <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, a brick switch has more value ooh um, yeah uh, if Slim is, is cheaper and they do a slimmer a cheaper slim discless then what is the point of project q because it's handheld because you can play it on the yeah. toilet yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly uh so the poll drum roll please i'm so I'm, i have no idea what this poll is gonna there's be there's been eight votes what do we think i think i mean i'm on i'm on the it's 50 50 in it it's gotta be <laughs> um I, I, I'm hoping in my heart that everyone said no. I would think it's hundred percent against it. Like, nobody would buy it. That is exactly right. One hundred percent of the votes said no. So eight people have said that they would not buy the Project Q at two hundred. Two hundred pound, mind. Three, and it's so, not the yeah. source, yes, it's going to be three hundred pound more. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they, they're making a uh, loss on that one. I think. Yeah. There is so much we haven't talked about today, guys. There's um, things like Bobby Kotick forced Microsoft to, to give Activision higher revenue share to keep Call of Duty on Xbox. The fact that Elder Scrolls 6 is five plus years away. Boo. Um, the fact that Microsoft tried to buy Zynga um, before it was acquired by Sony. Sony bought Zynga, didn't they, eventually? Oh, did they? I don't think it was... I mean, oh, it was not Sony. Someone else bought Zynga anyway. Um, Microsoft also admitted that Xbox have lo- has lost the console wars um, as well, which is, which is quite funny. Um, Take-Two bought Zynga, by Take the way. Take-Two, of course, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so much we haven't spoken about. Um, uh, the but fact again, that I... also they think that the next Xbox and PlayStation 6 is coming out in 2028, so that gives us only five years for the next one. Can I just say, like, with that first point you led with, that the Kotick thing, like, we're not yeah. putting it on a COD on Xbox unless you buy a higher revenue, revenue share. I know Kotick, I've got some strong words about him, and he's not a very nice person, to put it very lightly. But, like, mm. even then, Phil Spencer, he's like, why, why don't people want to put their games on Xbox? Like, yeah. why does this keep happening? Shouldn't you be asking yeah. yourself that? Oh, 
surely it'd be the other way around where they're like, please, 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 can we have your games on Xbox? Like, please. And it's just yeah. the opposite. Well, no, because Kotex yeah. probably like, well, we make enough money on PlayStation and PC. Yeah. We don't really need it on Xbox. And it's like, well, yeah, well, you but lost the... your wars. Yeah, the it's trial going... continues. Anyway, there'll be more stuff that come out. We haven't even heard from Kotick yet, which will be very interesting. Um, there's also the Microsoft CEO as well. That'll be interesting. And uh, a couple of uh, SVPs from NVIDIA as well. Can um, I just say, I'm seeing stuff in the chat. I've got nothing against Phil Spencer personally. I just don't think you can trust him as far as you can throw him. All there right. You go. There you go. Phil, you if you're it. watching, where are the games? Where's the bread? Where are the games? Where's the bread? (laughs) The The oven's empty. (laughs) And on that note, uh, shall we close the bread cycle? Um, Let's close the bakery. Let's shut it all down. Let's turn off the bread maker. Um, Thank you so much, guys. Uh, It's been such a pleasure to spend an hour and a half with you. It's absolutely flown by. We've talked about so much uh, regards to the FCC trial. Thank you so much for everyone who's tuned in as well. All your chat messages. We really appreciate it. Thanks for being involved and thanks for voting in our poll as well for Project Q. Uh, That'll be certainly be interesting when it comes out. Uh, Thank you also to uh, my good friends and colleagues, Matt and Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us on the pod today. Hope you've enjoyed it, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for and, having uh, me. Yeah, yeah we will. No, thank you. Uh, thank you. I would. I would say it's an absolutely fantastic return to the podcast as well, Aaron. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. Well, Glad I'm excited now. As much a time as I've a greater time I've had with you guys. Um, in the time that we went live, um, a trailer has been released where the the premise is Liam Neeson has to keep driving or his family will explode. So I'm excited <laughs> to watch that uh, as soon as we get off. Yeah, love it, Liam. Brilliant. I'm, okay. I'm just opening. I'm, I'm just opening that up now. Well, I'm I'm going to get off the podcast. Uh, so uh, thank you so much, everyone, joining us today. We'll see you next Wednesday on the Mirror Game Walkthrough at 4 p.m. BST. Uh, but for now, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.